Max Hall and Melbourne Football Club, you're listening to the Coaches Panel. This is Nat Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club. Trent Cochin from the Richmond Footy Club. Scott Benderbury from the Collingwood Football Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Patrick Cooch from the Carlton Footy Club. It's Rory Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows. This is Tom Mitchell. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Hey friends, you got MJ from the Coaches Panel. I hope you're well and welcome back to another episode as we have our roundtable strategy sessions. Joining me on this episode, uh, some of your favourites from the coaches panel fellow co-founder the man that if i give him a bad intro will let me know all about it 2020 dt champion and the man like the rest of us none of us go by our real names ritz hello mate how are you yeah good mate so your real name's not mj maybe maybe who knows (laughs) I was more referring to you. Also on this one, uh, the Harry Sheasel of Fantasy Footy. Minimunk, hello, mate. How are you? Definitely not your real name, but we're going with it. No, definitely not my real name, but it's the mononym, it's the nickname that we'll go with, and I'll stick with it. Yeah, we're all going to stick with it. All right, boys, there is a fair bit of stuff I want to talk to you about. In a moment, want to talk about Josh Dunkley and both the opportunity and potential dilemma that this has created for the fantasy community. We'll unpack that in just a few moments. Got to talk Clayton Oliver. Some breaking news has landed just as we started to record. So I want to unpack what coaches do with and around Clary. Got want to talk about groupthink and your team. Not your team as in us as in the content creators, but you as the listener, your team, and helping you navigate those two things in alignment. Want to look at the fixture, want to talk about how and when you start to create separation in your team. The DPPs and the final batch of them hit the game on Sunday night, so I want to have a quick look with these legends about who might be getting a potential DPP and how that might affect our trading plans over the last couple of months of the year. And then, of course, our Patreon questions, we will get to them. If you want to become a supporter of the Coaches Panel, pick up a whole bunch of exclusive other content and access pieces. You can join our Patreon for just a few dollars a month at different tiers that are right for you. All the details to join our Patreon you can find in the description of this podcast. Well, it was kind of flagged to us very early in the round last week. Josh Dunkley going off subbed with a slight niggle. At time, everyone thought, okay, they're going to be conscious and cautious with him and hopefully he plays against West Coast. Well, he's been ruled out this week. And the club have not been that definitive to say it's just one week and that's it. And for some that are Clayton Oliver owners, they're starting to smell something that that's hurt them a little bit there as well. Uh, there's an article I wrote at coachespanel.tv that will help navigate and kind of guide some of the conversations we're going to have about what you can do with Josh Dunkley. But uh, Mini Monk and Rids, let's talk about Josh Dunkley. I assume the two words we're going to use here are team, format, and then the word dependent. Is this where we're going to start the conversation, Minimunk? You know me too well by this point, don't you? Uh, yeah, it, it is. And do we want to start off with the format specific first? Because yeah, I think let's it's very do that. Clear. Look, let, let's just cut to the chase. In AF, yep. you trade. I agree. Don't overthink it. Don't even look at, don't even care about what Sheldrick scores tomorrow night or tonight, depending on when you're listening, or even what scored yesterday. Just trade. You cannot have a million dollars sitting on your bench. It's too much. Hmm. Super coach, dream team, consider trading, but most likely you've got to hold. Hmm. It's all going to depend on what your cover is and what you can do. And 
if you can manufacture cover with trading instead of trading Dunkley, that's something to consider. But 90 to 95% of teams, and this is where the team-specific part of it starts to come into play, here's a hold. Mm. I think the bigger question to do with someone like Josh Dunkley isn't whether you trade or whether you hold. Sure. It's where are you going? I agree. Because this is the really tricky part because if we look at high-ranking high coaches and let's say the majority of coaches to an extent, we look at the popular forward targets, Toronto, Goulden, Rosie, Butters, Cornelio McRae, mm. maybe throw in a smattering of Keys, Darcy Cameron, Cameron uh, Himmelberg, Sheasel. Yeah. Are these just the targets that we're looking at? Is it really just if you don't have one of those 10, pick your fancy of them and take them? Because if it's that simple, then chances are you're going to end up with a lot of money on the back end because most of those high pricing players people have already got yep so the trickier part is then what do you do with that money on the back end can you put 200 yeah can you put 200k on top of a a maddie johnson and go for someone like a let's put a really good name out there at the moment callum mills yep can you put 300k on top of him and get up to someone like a noah anderson or even an adam trelaw or a you know, I wouldn't advise her at this week, but it took Miller, who's coming back from injury and is sure. 0% owned across the formats because mm-hmm. of that. That's where the trick comes in. This is where you can actually start to make a lot of ground because he was 100% owned in the top 100 and top 1,000 AFL fantasy this week. Yeah, and it would have been he comparable was a ton- in the other formats. So. Same, yeah. I think it was 98% in Supercoach and it probably would have been about the same in Dream Team as well. This is the week where you start to build the separation because of the knock-on effects that happen, not just because of the trades that you make this week, but because of how it sets you up for the next few weeks as well. Because if you aren't looking at it and saying, right, Dunkley's going out of my team this week, I probably want to plan to have him back in two weeks' time, three weeks' time, four weeks' time. Plan that for the head because let's put it this way, 90% of coaches, rightly or wrongly, are probably planning to go for Sicily next week when he comes back from his suspension. Mm Mm-hmm. And then people are looking to go for, let's put another name out there. Took Miller when he comes back from his injury. Let's, yeah, Oliver. If, Mills, when, when if Oliver if comes, comes back, back, when or if he comes back, it's you've got to have the plan. So use this week to figure out where you want to have that free spot, where you want to be making your upgrades in the weeks to come, how much you can afford to spend of that cash you might save from going down with Dunkley to another premium forward. And what's your path forward to be able to get him back? Because... When he comes back, chances are you're going to want to own him. Yeah, he, he's not the kind of player that you want to be looking either for a rankings or a league's focus in that final four, five, six, seven weeks of the year that you're like, I'm going to take on Dunkley. As we've seen over the past month, there's not been many that go anywhere near him. If, if you're talking about players that have the potential to still be able to pop a 180-plus score mm. at a point this season, Dunkley in the form that he's been in has that potential. Yes. You know, if we look at the other players that have that potential at the moment, I'd say Toronto has that potential. I'd say the yeah. English and Marshall probably both have that potential as well. I'd say Dawson probably does. Yeah. And I'd say Bontempelli probably does. Yeah. And I'd say that's about it. To go 180 plus. Yeah. To go 180 plus in a game. Yep. And so if you don't own him and he does that, let alone mm-hmm. if you don't own him and he's the popular vice captaincy or captaincy oh. choice for that week, that's going to hurt. Yeah, lot. that's... Yeah, yeah, that that that's a burner. So, Rince, let, let's deep dive into Dunkley a little bit more. 
there's this interesting point in time that comes in a year where separation is important while also neutralizing the premium that's been creating pain for you is equally as important. How should coaches be approaching this uh, dilemma of do I separate or do I eliminate the headache? What's the right approach here? So how I usually do it, okay, is I look at my team, okay, get it on a bit of paper, work out where your weak spots are. Right. How can this cash? Because how often do we get a million-dollar player getting injured at this time of year? 700000 in Supercoach, yeah, exactly. You know, like, I mean, this is one of those luxury trades we were talking about last week about trading someone at a high price and going down to a level and getting this – you know, similar output and then actually fixing places because a lot of cash generation problems across the teams as there is. Yes. So I would be going, rightio, so where is the worst spot? Now, it might actually be your D6. It might be your M8. It might be, you know, and that's where you can actually then use the money and then you can work out exactly where you're going to go, rightio. So if you go down like say in the forwards for Dunkley, okay? Let's say, and you can fix, say, uh, like a Johnson, like what Minimunk was just saying a minute ago, and go and get a Mills, okay? Who, at this point in time, it's only a $200,000, $150,000 spend, and mm-hmm. it's happy days, you know, across the formats. Like, that's not a massive outlay, Rodeo. And mm-hmm. Dunkley's at such a price. So you can actually go down and there is potential that you could trade into, like, say, a Cogs, for instance. Say, a, if if your problem is bigger than that and you've got a Wilmot type or something at D6 and you need – or a Yo, if you're still sitting there and you want to get up, mm. does that mean you just hold out for a week and then look for Sicily next week? You know, so there's a whole heap of things to round this, but you've got to have a plan to get Dunkley back in. Correct. Which is because, like, at the end of the day, you may not go there, okay? But unless you have a plan, you can't go there because he's a million dollars across the formats, mm. you know, or Supercoach probably a little bit less. But Yeah, it's 700K in Supercoach. But, again, we're primarily focusing on AF in terms of the, the trade component right now. But, yeah, so you can actually go in and actually really make a means. But that means a Sheldrick may have to – go bye-bye in a couple of weeks' time to get someone else up to a Dunkley. For a, sure. Maybe it might be a Darcy Cameron, let's just say hypothetically, rightio, mm-hmm. um, who's floating around, I think it's the D6 area at the moment. Mm-hmm. Is he the guy that we can actually take up a next level? Um, you know, there's a whole world of pain. Like, I mean, Ben Keys, a perfect example, yeah? In yep. a couple of weeks' time, he's going to be, you know, Get him right up there, eight hundred thousand potentially in AF. Yeah, eight fifty plus, yep. You know, so straight away that might be your avenue to get back at Dunkley, but have a plan. But when you do come up with this plan, look at the matchups. Yeah. I don't know how many times we have to say the same thing over and over again. It's no longer top eight for the season, Rodio. Right. We've only got eight rounds of football left. Now, you can almost split that in two, and you can say, rightio, the first half of that eight rounds mm-hmm. is one whole season in itself, and there's your second 
Because really, at the end of the day, who cares if they're 10 8 for the seas, like top eight for the season in the mids? You're looking for top eight for the last. From now. You know, from mm. now. Or for now. Yeah. So, and it's really interesting to me because I'm seeing some really interesting teams popping up with the draws, okay? Mm. Like North Melbourne, Richmond, you know, and so on and so Oaks, forth. There's a whole Carlton. heap of stuff. Carlton, yeah. We talked yeah. about it last week, yeah, with Richmond. We were mm-hmm. looking at Cochin. We were looking at Dustin Martin playing the midfield. Well, short pre-injury, of course. Was you it? know, sh- well, short, yeah. But, like, I mean, who does that benefit, though, mm. having short out? Yeah. Is it a Dan Rioli? Mm. It, like, I know I've seen it- lost being mentioned at the moment. Is but, it the teams playing Richmond? Oh. Is that the other thing? Mm-hmm. So what are we expecting in those draw fluctuations on DFS, okay, over the next five rounds? Because yeah. don't forget that we're splitting this up in five-round blocks at the moment, and I know that I'm doing that bad because my math's no good because eight fine. divided by two is four, not five. But it's the right approach to do it. Okay. So start working this out because in AF – I don't think if you trade into your best 22 in two weeks' time, what are you doing for the rest of the season? Yeah, that's right. You, Luxury trading. Like, really? But if you've got your role in 22 of the best that you think for the now to the end of the season, what are we doing? Are we like, are we going to try and make a bit of cash on the bench and do a bit of bench hygiene? No, we're sure. not. We're going to try and get a little bit more depth across the mm. boards. And that's where a little bit of different strategy may come into play, mm. you know, and we're already seeing it now, aren't we? In the last two or three weeks, yeah. we've got Sheldrick, Windhager, whether it's a Dev Robertson, whether it's a Wilmot or whoever Johnson. else. Yeah. And we're looping the worst mm-hmm. spot in our team now. So yep. really, we're only really looking at 21 players now, not 22 Correct. And we're just going to take the best one. And you think about Sheldrick, how how nicely has that aligned? Oh, it couldn't have been better for coaches post by. It's been amazing. You know, especially with the mid forward status. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Everything's aligned. It's just crazy, yeah. So, you know, and we were only talking about it entering the buys. There was a lot of red mm. dots going around the place. You know, you think of a Drury right now, okay? Yeah. Right now, Drury becomes your best friend because you could sit him on the util and throw him in and actually loop across multiple positions. Correct. And it doesn't have to be. Like, you think about a Wilmot, okay, who's come out last week with a nice fixture. He's got West Coast this week Mm. and so on and so forth. We're only talking about a rook, but he did pop at 87 last week. And mm. we talked about this as an option just to see what he was going to get last week. And those, the draw has actually worked in our favor. Sheldrick's playing Thursday nights for the yep. next couple of weeks. We've yep. had Brisbane playing the first Early two weeks. games. Yep. You know, it's really worked in our favor for these rookies to appear. So mm-hmm. it's it's one of those really nice little but you don't want to get to a best 22 situation right now because you look about it. You think about it in the last six weeks, Ben Keyes had a role change. Mm. Absolutely bottom price went through the roof. Yep. Brad Crouch at the, you know, six Same five, thing five, six weeks ago. Actually, it, this one was more related to the team and everything else with Steel sure. and everything else. But he's 
he had a change in his circumstance where he was able to go out and actually perform at a much higher, you know, than what he's priced at. Correct. You look at Himmelberg. Same thing. You look at DC through the buys. Okay. Same thing. It's the same thing over and over and over again. Now, these guys, I don't think Ben Keyes is a top six forward for the year, MJ. I'll give you From the here on. Hint. From yeah. here on, though, he right. may be. I'm not going to say yes or no, but you mm. know what? He's scoring in the midfield and Adelaide's role um, run at the moment going into potential buys, um, final, sorry, in a couple yep. of weeks' time. There's no reason why he can't be right now. But you would that. be absolutely shot if you were thinking this only eight weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, he, mm. he was averaging 60s across the formats and draft coaches were actually dropping him to the waiver um, and back into the pool he was going that bad. That's how much, you know, to your point, the season can evolve and change. But we see it every year, yeah? Oh, yes. Yeah, this isn't new. We yeah, see it. Yeah. And we talk about people having those runs into the year before. And yep. then we go jump on it. We years ago we saw Tom Rockliffe do it. Yeah, yeah, Rocky did it. It was Pierce Hanley. It was Toby McLean. Led it was last Josh Dunkley. Yeah, exactly. Aaron that, Hall, Taron Aaron Thomas. That they, they happen every year. Yep. Yeah. LDU. Yeah. So when when we have someone like Sheldrick who's performing phenomenally, at, mm. you know, as an F seven loophole, he's been amazing, more than you could ask for. Yeah. We need to not let the good times go to our head too much as well, though. Mm. Because it's going to come to an end eventually. He He's not going to continue to score 95, 100 every week, and you sure. will want an F6 at some point. Run it as long as you can, but be prepared if he pops a bad score. But the other thing is that if we're talking about runs of fixture, it doesn't have to just be that four-week block. It can be a three-week mm. block, a two-week block, or even might I even say it, there's a player with a very low break even, who has a very favorable matchup this week, that could be a target if you want to make cash on the Josh Dunkley down, uh, downgrade. Hmm. Liam Henry. It's a one back and done. Back-to-back back back tons. Plays on Sunday afternoon against Carlton, who is the friendliest matchup for wingers. Yep. His break even, I think, is in the teens. Is in it AF, it is. Yeah, and AF. it's mo- it's negative in Supercoach as well. It's... It's, it's a one week play. It's eight. Eight. It if he turns up this week, it has to be a one week. Week, week. Yeah. If he turns up in AF this week, he goes up 70K. Massive. Which is huge cash injection. But as Rids has just said, it has to be a one week play because you look at who Freo are playing next week. Collingwood. Collingwood. Worst matchup for Wingfield. Which is the worst matchup for Wingers. So if you want to take a big risk, Generate cash, and let's say you have someone like a Harry Sheasel or a, or a Harry Himmelberg in your team who are sitting in defence. Mm-hmm. There's your pathway to Sicily next week if you want to use it. Correct. And that seventy k might be the difference between you having to settle for someone like a Doherty, a Stewart, <laughs> a Day instead of being able to get all the way up to a Sicily. I really like that's an interesting that. player that you could look. Oh, I think a lot of people go, oh, I want to do that. And then the hypothetical fear of what if I get stuck with him? Sure. Yeah. But, but what if you get stuck with him? You, chances are you've probably got Sheldrick at F7. Yep. Exactly. And now you're looping. It, it's not the end of the world. Um, and he'll still make money. 
even even in a bad matchup against Collingwood, if you got stuck for that one additional week. So it's hardly a disaster. Uh, so often we do this as a community, we run the negative mindset and never look at the, but what if it works? What if he goes 100 again? What if I make that 60, 70, 80, 90K and I can make that play move? So don't just think of the negative, uh, look at the positive. Speaking of negatives, uh, it's safe to say, uh, Clayton Oliver has been an unfortunate mm. hold in Supercoach and Dream Team. I think AFL Fantasy, the community, almost two months ago, the moment he was out with that injury, went, nah, we're done, see you later. So so we'll kind of exclude AFL Fantasy coaches for a minute. But for Dream Teamers and super coaches that held Clayton Oliver, it is the gift that keeps on giving punches in the groin. Uh, news out Wednesday evening, Mitch Cleary reporting that uh, he is going back in for further scans. And while that doesn't mean bad news, it almost certainly means he won't play this week. And it, it, it is an opportunity for him to miss another week or two or three beyond that. Safe to say this is where the luck element comes in because holding Clary in Dream Team and Supercoach was a valid and even a highly viable play, given how good he had been, how good historically he is, and you only had one pain week in round 12 of the buyers to navigate. Other than that, it looked like right. So it's clearly in hindsight, trade was the right call. But you didn't know that at the time. Everything told you at the moment, Minimum, it was a hold. And unfortunately, it might have just kind of slashed the tyres on your season a bit. But let's look back to last year. There were two players from the same team who had very similar narratives come out about them. Mm. Patrick Cripps. Yep. And George Hewitt. Mm. Patrick Cripps did a hamstring. Minor one. Mm. But whenever you hear hamstring, it's like, oh, that's scary. It could be three to four weeks. He came back after one week and was really good for the first few weeks after he came back. Yeah. Those that traded out of him got stung. And so what did coaches do? When Hewitt was out with, I think it was a calf, caught calf. Same thing. One week. For what was just meant to be a week. Yep. What was meant to be a week? He missed the entirety of the last six weeks of the season. Or Most like of the that. back half of the year. Yeah. Yeah. And coach just got hurt. Same thing has happened this year where, you know, Oliver's gotten injured. How are we to know that it's going to be more than two weeks when that's when the club reports? And then he gets a blister on his foot, which gets infected. Then he does his hamstring. It's just bad luck. Don't beat yep. yourself up about the decision. Like it, fantasy can be a cruel game. <laughs> there is there is a lot more luck involved in this game than people would think. Like, yes, you can be the best coach in the world, but if you make an unlucky decision based on a player that you bring in, like they get suspended or they get knocked out on a low score, it happens. Like it's so hard because of that. But now you've got a decision that you have to make again because each time this lingers on, you've always got to reassess the next week. And the, the reassessment after the news from Mitch Cleary tonight is that he has been sent to get more scans. If they're going yeah. to sending him to get more scans, chances are it's probably bad again. Like, wait yeah. for news to come out tomorrow. Wait for news to come out on Friday. But I don't think he's coming back next week. No. The, it leaves that way. So, Rid, so that's the question in Dream Team and Supercoach. It feels to maybe long-term players of this game. I'll just keep doubling down the pain and hold and hope that a Sheldrick, a Johnson, uh, whoever can get me through the next one, two or three weeks. Or is it, nah, I'm going to cut my losses. I know I'm losing out on points. 
over the past five, six weeks historically, but I'm just going to cut my losses because I don't want to do this again. Talk to coaches that are in that position that are like, oh, I don't know if I can do this anymore. What's your advice for them? Yeah, and I get that. But the thing is, you have already done it for the last period of time. You've already traded around to come in at some stage to be unique, to win you that league final, that whatever the whatever it is later on, because he is going to be absolutely unique when he does come back. There's no problems about that. So it's what, if you can't stand it anymore, that's fine. right? But sometimes it is a game. We do have to enjoy the game. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a totally valid reason for doing it. It's It's sitting there. Logic. It's emotion. And you could see those dollars sitting on the bench and you know that you've, like past the opportunity to trade him on so many times now Mm. for on the premise that the coach was actually going to be honest or that (laughs) he would be back at some point in time. And I mean, it's easy for us to sit here, Rodio, and say that it's the coach's fault, for instance, or the medical staff. Yeah. Sure. But let's face it, we are talking about Clary Oliver here. So (laughs) the reports of him running the day after he got back in Melbourne after doing the hamstring. Yeah. Like so there's there's every possibility that he hasn't really rested or healed as well as what he could have. And Mm -hmm. he may have really just angered it again. So at the end of the day, it's just bad luck. Yep. You can't do anything about it. You know, you made a sound you made a decision based on sound logic. And at times, you know what? That's not a bad hold. That's not a bad trade. That's, you know, and I get, I get a little bit of tired at times. Okay. MJ, and you know this, okay. Cause I don't know about you, mate, but I've had some of the greatest trades ever in a season where I have not ranked well at all. Mm. Other years, I have a really solid ranking. And I can't even remember one trade I did for the year, pretty much. <laughs> like at times, the circumstance of that moment in time when you make the trade dictates. You know what I yes. mean? And yes. you can only use sound logic. So if you are able to build around Oliver and to actually have a Mills and other guys coming in and filling in for him, and you just keep going, and now it might be a Sheldrick, okay, mm. to be looped. Because really, that's what end up. It may very well have ended up being a Sheldrick to be looped on to cover Oliver's absence for the last couple of weeks, and yep. that hasn't been a terrible outcome. Not not if you've been building correctly alongside it and been making upgrade moves. And you know what? Yeah. Trying to predict the future oh. is hard at times. Yeah, correct. So all you got to do is you just got to use your sound logic, and sometimes you know what you're just all out of luck. <laughs> like, like, and I, I think people really miss the point of the luck. It doesn't yeah, even huge have to be the luck of your team. Mm. It could be a circumstance of players, a teammates of players Around the team. team. Or it could be just a situation in your personal life where you miss a couple of things. Maybe people who traded into Tuke Miller or Callum Mills and they got smashed early. Early injuries, yeah. And I know some coaches who actually have Tuke as a captain on that, you know, that and round. Mills that same week too, yeah. You know, 
sometimes bad luck just hits, but that doesn't dictate whether you're a good coach or not, yeah? No, luck's a part of the game. You need skill, absolutely, but you need luck combined with that skill. So at the end of the day, you just got to move on. But don't forget, though, that Sheldrick, there's a few others, Windhager, there's a, you know, whether it's Dev Rob this week against yep. the Eagles. Mm-hmm. There's a few names that are floated around that you can actually use your bench to actually loop and see what the outcome is. Cause that's a Saturday night game. That one mm. you've actually, it's not like it's a Thursday night game and you've got to make the decision first game. You can actually go in and you can actually try and get a little bit more information. See, you know, he's going in for a scan tomorrow. You said, yep. Thursday. So actually we may know an outcome from that scan on Friday. Who knows? Yep. It might even come through on Saturday. You might actually say, okay, so Melbourne comes out on Saturday afternoon and says, well, he's going to miss four weeks. Of course, that means a trade yep. all day, every day, yeah? Yeah. So just give yourself the time. Don't trade on emotion. Have a look at your team and see what your team is there and what can be done over the next few weeks. There's a couple of really nice matchups, yeah? Mm. Will Mott is playing Eagles this week. Um, Sheldrick's playing Richmond at the MCG. Yeah. There's a couple of these guys floating around. Um, Mini Monk just mentioned a nice little one-week play in yeah. Liam Henry. Even Johnson, you know, with that matchup should be relatively solid too. Yeah. Should be good. So, Plays pretty outside. Mm. So, I mean, there's no reason why you don't have these guys. Like, if you were able to maintain your bench hygiene and keep mm. it going over and over and, you know, why not actually look at these sort of options first? But then that means you're limiting your options that you could trade into from an Oliver. But that may actually be okay if you're going to trade into one of his teammates. Yeah, it's true. Um, where's this point come in the season? And, and I do want to talk about the difference between team-specific content and advice and, and group think in a minute. But we're in this interesting time of the year, um, and it feels like it Sometimes it's confirmation bias to say it, but I'll say it anyway. It feels like teams are very similar across formats in the top ranked teams this year more than ever before. There there could be a bunch of different reasons for it, but it definitely feels like the top 100, top 500, top 1,000 across formats. And they're all different in size, so the percentages are obviously different. But it feels like they're more similar than ever before. So there's this interesting junction that will need to come, Rids and Minimunk, and I'm keen on your boys' thoughts on this. Um, Do I stay with the crowd, even though there's, what, eight weeks left in the year, and do I keep staying with the crowd and break late and hope that I can do it, or do I need to break away now? And Dunkley is obviously a perfect possible scenario of how to do that there are other ways to do it as well or or do i separate now over eight weeks and risk falling away from the pack but have the gain of potentially going past the mini monk your thoughts on that point of separation for coaches it's all about what your aim is yeah if you're inside the top 100 or top 1000 your relative formats and you're comfortable being there then why separate Mm. why not just stay with the crowd and defend your rank if you're happy with where you are 
But if you want to attack, it's about how much do I need to make up? Do I need to make 10 points per week? Can be made by a good captaincy choice. Do I need to make 20 points per week? That can be made by a differential pick. Do I need to make 50 points a week? That's Mm. when it starts to get hard. It's doable. But that's when you need to start really throwing some darts. But the the reason why teams are so similar is because of how teams started as well and where the upgrades Mm. have come through. Across the formats, two most popular rushes to start with were probably English and Marshall and teams that didn't have English got onto them pretty quickly. In the forward lines, most teams started with four out of Dunkley, Taranto, Goulden, Rosie, Canelio. All have been most good. People have held, all, most, they've all been good and they've all not had injuries as well until now. Mm. But this has been one that people have picked up through the buys. Darcy Cameron's been sorry, picked up a bit earlier. Good Darcy buys. Cameron's one that pick, picked up during the buys. Defensive lines. Most people got onto Nick Dacos pretty early. Most Thompson people got onto Tom Stewart when he came out of was pretty low. Most people started Doherty and moved on to a Dawson, Dawson type. Or something. Yep. Sinclair as well. Like mm. that's why there's homogeneity between the teams. It's because of the way the season has evolved. And there will be curveballs in this last eight weeks. No question. And I don't think people are quite factoring in when they'll come or how big they'll come. But look back last year, we had a Canelio late out mm. 30 minutes before the game on a Saturday afternoon and round 22, I think, or round 21. It's very like 21, 22, yeah. It was late on in the season. It was a point where most people just couldn't do anything about it. That's a point where you can gain because that might happen again this year. Hmm. Who knows? What if someone like Team English gets injured? Where's your cover for that this year? <laughs> no one. What happens it. if Tim Taranto goes down with an injury? What happens if Jordan Dawson goes down? There will be time to make differential moves. But if you want to start taking it on now, then where do you think the area that you can take it on is? chances are it's probably in your midfield. Mm. There are players that are averaging 115, 120 inside of the top few in their line in the midfield mm. that have low ownership. And AFL Fantasy, a great example of that is Christian Petrarca. Another great example of that is Adam Trelaw. Yeah, Josh in Kelly, Petrarca, super coach. Josh Kelly and super coach. Tom Mitchell in both. Yeah. These are players Parker that are sub, yeah. sub 10% ownership in the top 100 and top 1,000. Sub 10. Some of them are 0% in the top 100. Another one in the forward line? McRae, 0% owned in the top 100 in AFL Fantasy this week. Caleb Daniel, 0% owned in the top 100 in AFL Fantasy this week. There are players that you can take on the crowd with. Yeah. Absolutely they are. And all it takes is for one of those differentials to pop a big score, to pop a 150. And what happens? Blinkers come up, blinkers come off. Everyone looks and says, oh, my God, how didn't I see that player there? How didn't I see them at 850K, 900K? Let me go to him now. Yeah. And you're one step ahead. I think that's important too, to look at not just that overall percentage, but use some of the resources there, whether that be the assistant coach elements or the gold subscribers that you can get in super coach and turn on that top 1% or DFS Australia that have that for the top hundred and top thousand. Cause sometimes those percentages are just overall can, can actually be quite um, misleading if you'd like to put it that way. Like for example, you look at Brad Crouch, 13% owned everywhere in AF happy days well hang on it's 70 percent of the top 100 
that's not going to create you any sort of no. separation from the pack there. Ben Keys in Supercoach, 6.3%. You're like, happy days. Well, yeah, but 16% of the top 1% have him there. Yeah. And, and so do just we, digging deeper a little bit helps. Do you want to have a quick talk about Brad Crash? Because I'd like to. Oh, I feel like uh, I've been, I've copped my fair share of heat for talking about Brad this week, but I'm happy to. I, I, I've been labelled a Brad Crouch hater. Oh, you too. I've been labelled a hater of Brad Crouch. Oh, we but should get a Twitter. We should, we should get t-shirts, shouldn't we? We should. Yeah, yeah. But if you look at him, what's he, what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight most expensive midfielder in AFL fantasy by price? Mm-hmm. Respectfully, he's been averaging 115 over the last five He's been amazing weeks. the past five. Amazing. But look at who he's faced. He's faced Hawthorne, Sydney, Richmond, the Lions, and West Coast. And that West Coast game, he had 17 tackles. 17! Yeah, and he only just got a 137. Don't get me wrong. He's a great player. He absolutely deserves his spot in that St. Kilda midfield rotation. And sure. he is a good fantasy player. But why are people looking to trade into him? Just the five weeks prior, he didn't hit a ton for five weeks. Exactly. Like, you, you can see the swings and roundabouts. Yes, he, can, he could keep it up. He could keep averaging 115. And he year, has but... to go 115 plus if you are trading into him now. But he's 70% owned in the top 100 and 60% no owned in the top 1,000. You no are separation. not going to make ground by trading into him this week. No. You know... Lockie Neal has a lower ownership than him and has a better matchup this week, especially with Dunkley out. And I'd Petrarca, much rather have the captaincy on him than Crouch too. Petrarca is 10K more and people say, oh, but he's facing Collingwood soon. And, you know, oh, his matchups aren't that great. Who does he play this week? Yeah, correct. Who does he play? He plays St. Kilda week mm-hmm. after Brisbane. Two-week stretch in round 20 and round 21, he has Richmond and North Melbourne. Like, come on. Great matchups for inside more? mids. I'd much rather Petrarca. Who's we'll cheaper? Trelaw. Trelaw. Anderson. Yeah. Kelly. Anderson's cheaper. Kelly. You want to save money? Callum. Yeah. Mills. Yeah. Darcy Parrish. Sure. These are players that I would much rather take the risk on because they have done it at that level before. And yes, okay, people can say, Brad Crouch can do it this year. It's like, yeah, of course he could. Sure, of course he could. But he's been in the system for a long time. Chances are players that have been in the system for a long time, they will regress to their mean eventually. I just want to talk about Brad Crouch a little bit more, but not from the same like anger that you two have. <laughs> and I it's not- Twitter, people I say you two hate Brad Crouch. And that's fair enough, MJ. Oh, I know Brad, you. he's a lovely man. He left you at his prime <laughs> at Adelaide Crows, and he—I get it. But but there's a bigger lesson to be learnt from there Brad is. Crouch. Okay, go back six weeks ago. Asks anyone who owned Brad Crouch at the time. They were jumping off. Going to go on hundreds stretches. Okay, at 110 mm-hmm. over his last period of time. Mm. But why not go and find the new Brad Crouch? Thank you. Is it a LDU? Yes. Is it a Callum Mills? Yes. Is it a Took Miller who's coming yes. back this week? Thank you. And guess what? If you're not as highly ranked as what you should be or you feel that you should be, this is where you should and go. you're starting to really get a bit, you know, because, and 
we'll talk about groupthink in a second. But what mm. happens is groupthink is everyone that's on these um, sessions owns the same players. So it's like everyone talks about the same players. But guess what? Go and watch the game of football and pick someone you like to watch yeah. and actually have some, you know, and then you can have a bit of brag about it. Hey, yeah, you know, whether it's Callum Mills got 110 against Richmond and he was only priced at 80, you know, how good am I? You know, you know oh, that yeah. sort of stuff. Because guess what? If he sucks, that's great. You don't say anything. You just <laughs> go in the corner and you work and you do whatever else. You, you trade him what? next week. No one Mate, notices it. He's 80. He's priced at 80. Yeah. He's priced at 76. It's yeah, like yeah. lower than that. It's ridiculous. It's, it's, so it's silly. Yeah. It's just silly across the board. Like, but let's stop talking about the same name all the bloody time because like you know what happens is people who are very old like me oh, and no. we get cranky at times okay we can't listen about the same discussion every single bloody pod <laughs> like it gives me a headache yeah <laughs> let's talk about someone different yeah let's talk, last week mini monk talked about Trelaw. perfect option okay i mentioned something Okay, using a guy that was absolutely should never be in a conversation, but I did it out of the premise of what mm. the discussion was about. Correct. And actually getting the number two guy, the guy that you really want for that week, and actually using a Yale down to an Aaliyah, mm. what Lupin or Wilmot, if you can get a Humphrey up to. Let's try having a different conversation around different strategies. It doesn't have to be right. It yes. doesn't have to be for everyone. But at well, least... that's the key, Reads. It's team specific. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, but don't get me started on team specific in any ways. Because what happens, MJ? And I'm going to jump ahead of the game. He's coming off the long run here, ladies and gentlemen. We talk about team specific, then we forget to look at our bloody team. <laughs> and what happens is we hear all the group thing talking about Sam Doherty last week, and yeah, we might have Will Day sitting at D seven at the moment. But guess what? We want. Sam Doherty. We're going for so we're Doc, yeah. Trade into Sam Doherty because that's where the group think is. And we sit there with a Humphrey sitting at F6. You know, yeah. like it just does my head in because all we do as a community is talk about the same bloody guy over and over and over again until we confuse everyone and they think that we just have to go that person. Yeah. Yeah. It really. It's okay to go and explore. It's okay to I have agree. a play. It's okay to go to Traka and not Brad Crouch. It's mm. very okay. No one's saying Brad Crouch out, well, not anyone, but except for MJ. Oh, is come on. This week. <laughs> Radio. But Mini Monk, who has been successful across all three formats, and yes. it's not a, just an AF. This is across all three formats. Hmm. I've been okay across all three formats for a long period of time, whether it's 20 years or whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is just fundamentals. Yeah. Yeah. We buy low. We sell yes. high. Mm. We don't go paying all of our capital when cash generation is absolutely waning in our teams to go to the top of the tree every single time. 
you know, it just, it hurts. So mm. that's yeah. where the discussion is. It's okay to talk about Adam Trelaw. It's yeah. okay to talk about Christian Petrarca. It's yep. okay to talk about Noah Anderson. And guess what? If that doesn't align to what that's you fine. in your comfort levels, great. Ignore the conversation, but at least it. it's happened. Yeah? yeah. Yeah. Like this is this is what I mean when I say it's team specific. It's never about who can you get to? It's who are all of the options that you can get to? Yeah, like if we look at Brad Crouch, you know, as I was saying, if you've got 12K more, you can get Petrarca. If you don't have enough money to get Brad Crouch, who are the other options that you consider? Well, you've mm. got on green at sub 900, Neil mm. Anderson, you know, you've got Josh Kelly. That's a couple of K more, uh, a little bit less rather. You've got Trelaw who's sub 900, who's averaging 110 for the season. Mm. You've got Liberatore as well. You've got Chera. And then people are always about, oh, I've got to get rid of these players. These players are the ones I don't want to get onto. I can guarantee you the good coaches are looking at those players that are coming down in price and saying, I want to find the right time to jump onto them. Mm. You know who the perfect example of that this week is? Who coaches should be penciling in for a potential pickup in two weeks' time? It's Sam Walsh. Mm -hmm. He's 800K already. Chances are he's going to be below that after this week. He's got Fremantle Mm -hmm. and Port Adelaide in these next two. If he shows some semblance of being the 110 averaging midfielder that we know he can be, and he picks up forward status. Oh my goodness. With the run that the Blues have coming home, Ooh. he's a top six forward. Yeah. Well, like, he's, he's he's got 115 if those worlds align. Exactly. And it's the same reason why we kept harping on about Mills before us, because he also has 115 peg degree. And you know what's happened the last two weeks? He had a low time on ground in his first game. Then his time and ground increased in the next game. And then his time and ground is probably going to increase tomorrow night as well. Mm-hmm. Do you know when that happened last time? Mm-hmm. Last year, rounds three, four, and five. His time on ground went from 75% to 80%. And do you know what, the get, you know what he scored in that game when he got 85%? I think it was a super coach 200. It was a super coach 200. It was an AF160. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you get that on Thursday night. Ooh. You would be screaming and you'd set yourself up for a wonderful week. you will have the full mini monk jungle drums trading into darcy cameron swagger for the weekend that's what you'll have but these are the types of players you need to consider because it's always well and good to go up to the top of the tree and if your team is in a good enough position to go up to the top of the tree every week then by all means do it sure but look at those players that have the value on them. Yes, Jack Steele looks like he's playing injured. Yes, he hasn't looked himself, but you know mm. what? Chances are he turns it around at some point. If he does, he has 120 potential. Kellen Mills is at a 650K price tag in AFL Fantasy, a 400K price tag in Supercoach because he's been injured, because he's mm. had a role change. Who's missing from that team now? Chad Warner is. Who's back mm. in that team? Dane Rampey is. Mm-hmm. What could happen in a matchup that... They're playing the Tigers, who are pretty decimated by injuries. And very favorable to mids. Exactly. So this is what we always mean. Like, it's yeah, just a combination of things to look at because it's never just as simple as let's go to this target this week. If you really want to go to Callum Mills this week, shave 300K off of Josh Dunkley. Go down to, a, I don't know, a Ben Keys, a, a Harry Sheasel. A- totally. Even go down to Darcy Cameron, who, yes, he had a bad matchup last week, but his next three are pretty good. You can put 300K on top of a dead rookie Nelly and get up to Callum Mills. In in some formats, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So 
this or jump early and put it onto a Matt Johnson and get something else. Like there's have the, so much. Have the two hundred k for next week, so you can go straight to Sicily if that's what you want to do. Yeah, find the extra like, way to get Dunkley back. Whatever you do, but ex- explore the options because you have thirty players in your team, and yes, you might say, "I don't want to trade Jordan Dawson. I don't want to trade Tim English. I don't want to trade Tim Taranto." Sure. Okay. Knock off the ones that you don't want to trade. Consider the ones that you do, and then look at what you can do with the combination. Say, so, right, I have. Tom Stewart and Josh Dunkley that I want to trade this week. I've got Will Day and Hayden Young that I want to trade this week. Look at the pair. And look Figure at the that fixture. Out. Yeah. And look at the fixture. Like this, this is what we mean. It's never just as simple as let's go to this one player. When we say it's team specific, it means that look at the pair that you want to trade out and look mm-hmm. at the pair that you want to bring in and then figure out what's best for your team overall. So MJ, I would just want to highlight something about this whole groupthink thing. Yeah, please. And, and then I want I've to talk to you. I've got a lot of love with the community, okay? So, I mean... I enjoy listening to a lot of stuff and everything else. And I think uh, some of the guys out there are absolute superstars, you know, but I want to just raise something that I did a couple of weeks ago. And yes, it was a mistake at the time, but I actually joined um, a hat chat live stream, um, probably going back. What was it for mini monk? You were on it at the time. It was about four weeks ago. Shout out out to our friends at Hat Show. We're probably doing it live. DC and everything else. DC's been trying to get me onto stuff. And I know um, a few of the other guys have been. Hello, lads. But I'm getting old. I don't know how to work technology. After 8.30, he goes to bed. Anyways, I jumped on (laughs) right at the end. I had a little 10-minute cameo. But you know what? I jumped on and I actually talked to people about my actual trades that I did that week. And I never talk about my trades at all. we choose not to do that. Radio. But at the time, I went Harry Sheasel. Okay, to Hamel Himmelberg Rodeo. Mm-hmm. And this was going into, I think it was round 13. I then went and got Keys and then I went and got Neil, okay, with the other mm-hmm. two trades. Nice so trio. I actually turned a little bit of cash and whatever else happened, who cares? It doesn't really matter. But I just wanted to show Harry Himmelberg right now is actually, you know, a bit of a buzzword that may or may not become bigger, you know, over the next week or so. You know, Ben Keys is a big buzzword right now. It's not to jump on these guys. Uh, Lockie Neal at the time was like low 800s going into a real nice fixture. They're the guys that you want to be trying to jump on. Like right now, I can tell you now, Sheasel and Keys are, I think Keys is actually more than him in price across the format. Yeah, across the formats, you might be right. Yeah, so I just want a little bit more discussion around other options, not just about the only option. The, the popular that conversation sense. in the in Because the I just want people to understand and have options and then to actually learn from failings, yeah? Yeah. Because like, and I know, I've said this a couple of times before, Sometimes the best way to learn a format, or it might be a super coach, it might be an AEF, because the three formats are as different as they can be, okay? So you actually have to get in, but you need to fail to actually learn the real, Hmm. like the rules why. Like an AEF, everyone talks about value, okay, from pretty much day one from the January season. January one onwards, yeah. Away, that's all we talk about is value, 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 okay? But until you actually get into AEF and really understand why people are looking for value, that's where the problem lies. 
So, and people will still come back next year and will still hunt other guys that are considered top dollar, not value, okay, in AEF. But it's better for everyone to understand that so we can actually have a better discussion around four or five players of value rather than just one. And that's pretty much where we're getting to. So yeah, let's great. try and expand it, yeah? I, I, I love what you both have been able to do to, to create some framework for the community. We've touched on a bit of fixture stuff through this conversation throughout the episode as well. want to get to some Patreon questions in a moment, but Sunday evening, the last batch of DPPs hit the game. There's an article up at coachespanel.tv just looking at... MJ, probably... I'm going to give you a favour here. Oh, Yes. Jaden Short is going to get DPP, but don't trade into him next week because he's, he's still uh, injured. Thank you. All right. You're so welcome. Jaden Short, Thank defensive you. status. Let's lock that one away. Um, Mini Monk, Luke Shuey, a chance of defensive status? Do, do you really want to be going to a 31-year-old, <sighs> potentially injury-prone West Coast Eagles uh, defensive midfielder? Risk, I suppose. Oh. Did, did, weren't we doing that two weeks ago with Elliot Yo? Yeah. Yeah, we were. Yeah. Oh, Elliot Yeo is not quite as old, but yeah, we and were. not as expensive, but yes. And not as expensive. Yeah. There, there's a couple of reasons risk. why we'll go for you. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, look, yeah. Yeah, you could. I, I think it's not a position of a coach that's trying to maintain their position. It's someone's chasing it no, is going it, for Shuey. It is a, it's a very high risk, high reward play. Um. Look, if we look at their matchup in the next few weeks, they've got Brisbane this week, Richmond next week, and then Carlton. Mm. Carlton is the most restrictive team for scoring at the moment, Yeah, I think. And then second is Port Adelaide. And their run home isn't great either. Like 21, 22, 22, 24, you've got Essendon, Fremantle, Dogs, Adelaide. Realistically, are you going to want him to? You probably want him to own him for either the next two weeks or four weeks in bail up after the North Melbourne matchup. And it's it's yeah. a really hard one to justify. I would much rather look for someone who already has the DPP. Like, for example, if you're looking for a one week play, someone like Liam Henry or likes of Harry Himmelberg. Those are the types of players I'd probably take the risk. Yeah, of. So look, he's no guarantee to get it to because of Tim Kelly yeah. out last week. He spent the whole game through the mids, so he's no certainty. But he has been playing half half back. If you've been playing draft stars this year, you've seen him pick up defensive status through there. There's uh, another can, uh, guy. There's another yeah. guy that I I know that we haven't spoken about much, but we sort of always reference him at points in time, and yep. that's Kitty Coleman. Um, yeah, yeah. he might be something that you might want to actually have a little bit of a look because if we are talking about a F, like a D6, D6. to D7 loop, Kitty Coleman um, is quite cheap across the formats right now. Yeah, he is. He is only defensive status. He doesn't have the defender forward of previous years. So, um, But definitely you're right in terms of a value versus return. Um, definitely a play through there. And with no Dan Rich... Mm -hmm. I think that's the circumstance change that we needed. And he's, he's gone out and popped last week. He looked a lot better. I would say he's still a little bit underdone, but he's getting there. He's so his time on ground bounces happened and yep. uh, he's got the, he's got the run. He's yep, got a pretty decent run too. for someone who's playing in his position, especially I think over the next couple of weeks. It's, it's one to, to look at. It's very yeah. cheap and he could be someone that you consider. I think you know so. the best thing about him? 
Collingwood and St Kilda round 23 and round 24. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. Let's look at guys that we think might pick up midfield status. I've I've got a quick rapid fire for they're all defenders. Um, mm. I think three of them at least highly owned. Okay, and without you naming one person, I'll say who cares. Because okay. really, like they're just gaining mid. Just what a are bit we doing? Of squad we versatility. Don't, Ritz. Oh, we don't care. We just don't care, MJ. Let's it, it, it's it, it's nice, but it doesn't really. So matter what I'm hearing job. is Rids is a hater of Nick Dacos. That's it. Print the t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, Me and but, Minnie Monk will wear the Brad Crouch one. Rids will wear the Nick Dacos. But one. why would you be moving Nick Dacos into your midfield? <laughs> what don't. to get an extra? It what might just be some versatility. Maybe a running Himmelberg. At Oh, yeah. Like, I've heard some crazy stuff like Brad Crouch is a bad player from (laughs) Jay in the last week. I I don't know if I can tell you. Oh, I didn't say that. The gel's getting down to his brain. Oh, no. Tonight, so we better get some more Patreons to pay a bit more hair gel, I think. (laughs) Adding forward status. (laughs) I've got a couple for us here to talk about. Dev Robertson picking up forward status. Nice flexibility for those who have them oh, on their come bench. On, come on, Ritz, for people that have got crummy forwards. Oh, bench. no, who cares? Like, okay, I mean, who it, cares? it might be – it's useful in limited trade formats with Josh Dunkley getting injured. Yeah, it could be. Uh, mm. Maybe, but we've already got Sheldrick. We've already got Windhager. We've got okay. a few others there. We've that, hit that point of the podcast where Ritz is Potentially five. Look, it's do, we want to talk, do we want to talk about the big two? There's two, isn't there? Walsh and Gorn. Yeah, so yeah. let's just cut to the chase. Let's not mention all the silly little names that no one even knows. Sorry, Dan Houston. Are playing football at the moment. Sorry, Jack Sinclair. Yep, apologies. But these Brent are the Crouch. two no. that we actually care about, yeah? Yeah. yeah. And, Both and on I, the borderline, I, too, of, of yeah. getting or not getting DPP. And look, I've talked about Walsh already. Yeah, we don't need to... And, and, I, to and I think it's just as simple as that. Watch him the next two weeks because you're not going to bring him in for the Port Adelaide matchup and his price yeah. will bottom after that game. And if the role is there, full steam ahead. Jump on. Gorn, Do you want Gorn Ritz? Yeah, radio. So sit, wait until round 18's finished because right now, the next two weeks, Gorn's got Saints followed by Brisbane. So Saints isn't a terrible matchup, but we just don't know where he fits, okay, at the moment. Have another look at it. Make sure he absolutely gets forward status. But after round 18, we've got Richmond. Uh, Sorry, let me just quickly go After 19, you mean? After, is it 19? No, 18. 18, he has Brisbane. Mm -hmm. And then we got Adelaide into Richmond, into North, into Carlton, into Hawks, into Sydney. Now, Hawks are the ones that is the outlier in all of that, surprisingly enough, for ruck matchups. Yep. But he actually hasn't got a bad matchup, you know, for the run home. So if no. you're looking for someone who has a history of going 100-plus, even pushing 110 over a period yeah. of times, and if something happens to a Grundy in that period of time or whatever else, or he might have a bit of a bump in, but this is the weird thing. Yeah. Cause Grundy at the moment, isn't really doing Melbourne much good, but mm. champion data have him rated as the number one ruck across all of the AFL right now. Yeah. So he must be doing something. Okay. Like for that to happen. Cause champion data just don't make up random stuff. No. Mm. So the Gorn, there's a caveat, but guess what? In a finals matchup, 
in a late season surge where you're trying to get a little bit of a leg up over others. If you're yep. looking at ranking to get a hat in AF, if you're looking at winning a car potentially, mm-hmm. okay, why not? Why not? Because you know what? These are the options that we might have to take for the last three or four weeks in the season. Yeah, and uh, potentially also there's um, those that don't have a Darcy Cameron loop um, could look at a Gorn uh, for that as well, if, should he get it. So um, there's some good options uh, for us through there. All right, before we look at wrapping up this episode, I want to answer some of our Patreon questions. Just a couple. We've filtered out a few of them because we have answered some of them along the way. So Jay, uh, Byron has just asked one that's about uh, DPPs. We we, we probably won't touch that one from uh, him, but David's got an interesting question. Um, Hey, lads, having a private work draft in a few weeks. Please rank the following players. Don't worry about the value, the price. Consider basically they're all fit. So sounds like a keeper league. It might not be, but a version of it, it certainly seems like it. Oliver, Parrish, Green, Mills, Miller. Give us your top three of Oliver, Parrish, Green, Mills, and Miller. Minimark, you want to go first? Let's just cut to the chase. When fit, it's Oliver. Yep. And I I think we can end the conversation about who's the number one because I pretty sure Riz will agree with me there. So then it's about who's two, three, five. And on this current season, it's probably got to be Parrish, then Green, then Miller, then Mills. Yeah, that's fair. Ritz, you any different to that? I just don't know why we're lumping Oliver with the others. That's all. Keep him separate. Yeah, just keep him separate and then go in and actually have a bit of a play around and monitor the others because it just clouds, yeah? Yep. No, Just try and keep it simple. Yep, it's good. Uh, Corey's got an AFL fantasy question. He said, is it worth going Dacos, Rosie, Butters and English? He doesn't have them and they're popular picks or should he just keep going in that unique range to go and try and gain some ranks? He's listed track and Trelora. I feel like we've answered that for you a bit, Corey. You want to make up ground? That's the pathway to get you there. Unless you've got the other uniqueness already in your side and now you're trying to eliminate. So without knowing the whole lot of his team, that's almost an impossible question to answer because you you might already have 10 points of difference in your team already, which means going into a Dacos or someone else Actually, is a massive, massive good because you're killing that unique head up, like matchup with the player that's actually hurting you. So this is where team specific comes into it. Go and actually look at who is hurting you across your team for what position and then trade into the guy that's actually doing you damage, yeah? Yeah, it's really good advice. He's also got one last question for it. I'll throw it to you, Mini Monk, before we wrap up this episode in Supercoach. He's looking for you to rank these four players in order. Neil, Petrarca, Liberatore, and Chera. I'm assuming it's from now to the end of the year. That's the premise we'll go off for you, Corey. So Neil, Petrarca, Liber, and Chera. List them one to four for me, Mini Monk. 
Man, this is a tricky one. I'm going to be that person. I'm just going to knock Cherry straight off that list. Okay. I thought you're going to I think it's easy. In there. <laughs> I, I think it's between Neil, Petrarca, and the Rattori. For number one? Um, for number one. I think they're all really good pickups. Mm. Um, if you're wanting to go unique, it's Liberatore. Agree. If you're wanting to go safest, it's Petrarca. If you want to go someone who has unbridled super coach ceiling mm. to the level that we considered him on the same tier as Oliver mm. at the start of the season, it's probably Neil. Yep. I think I he's the fair, option yeah. of the three, and I'd probably have Petrarca in second. But if you yep. need the unique matchup, then go to the Bratori. Yep. I think that's a fair shout. You boys have been absolutely sensational, not just on this episode, but right throughout the season and the pre-season proper. Rids, as always, an absolute pleasure. Thank you, my friend. Yeah, sorry, Brad Crouch, on MJ's behalf. I love you, Brad. I'll send him a message after this. Dear Brad, don't listen to, to the smear campaign that Rids is bringing. That said, next Rids, week the t-shirt. I wasn't on Twitter oh, when you started running the mark. I just said that the, at his price... There were options I would prefer. That's all. But, but MJ, this is the whole group think again, okay? Yeah. If you go against that, then we're so quick to jump on you. You know what I mean? I love it. I think we should be having and encouraging these discussions. Yeah. I don't disagree with that whatsoever. Uh, Mini Monk, as always, mate, a pleasure. Welcome to the fan club as well. But thank you once again <laughs> for your fine work on this episode. The one thing you do love smearing is the hair gel. Oh, get I'll off the glass. All right, that's it. I'm done. See you later. Thanks for listening to this episode. We'll be back next week. Well done, everyone. You... Oh, I'm all good with it. Uh, if you do want to read some articles, you can check them out at coachespanel.tv. Uh, if you want to find any of these boys on uh, Facebook or Twitter, you can't find them on Facebook, but you can on Twitter. All their details will put it in the description of this episode. We hope you have a fantastic round of fantasy footy. And until next week, we can't wait to chat with you with another strategy roundtable. Good luck, my friends. Yeah.